This is Generation Green's Wildflower Project, the podcast that starts conversations to create connections on this journey we're all doing called life. Together, we can grow through what we go through and bloom in spite of it all. So let's be like wildflowers and see where the wind blows us. Welcome to Generation Green's Wildflower Project. I am Sherry Sobey, and I get to sit down here with my lovely friend, Allison Ritchie of Grand Voyage Herbals. Hello, Allison. Hello. Thank you so much for inviting us in here to your beautiful space. This is your new space at 113 Marion Mm -hmm. in St. Boniface. And so this is a recently new kind of, I guess, new part of your journey. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something that I think that you've been leading up to. Because when I first met you, it was, my goodness, almost seven years ago, really. I know. It's been a while. Yeah. And I remember you were planting seeds at that time for this, weren't you? I was. Yeah. It's been a big year. This past year, 2018 in 2019 it's all about moving forward yeah. and you know yeah taking a step out out of the door and taking a chance on things and yeah seeing where I can go with that yes and I mean it's really kind of uh, I think organically grown on its own here because you've always been very much into herbalism into gardening into birth work earth work mm-hmm. um, being a doula mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff and, and then when I met you I think that's what you were doing was the was the uh, the birth work stuff uh, aspect of it right yeah and doing some classes there and now it's really progressed so Mm -hmm. what would you say is kind of like your is it all of that kind of come together to be one big focus or are you still kind of like dabbling in all of those areas yeah I'm I'm definitely dabbling in I guess I have a lot of passions Mm -hmm. in life and I feel like there's room for all of it and there's time for all of it so um it's just yeah, it's they're my passions and I love to share them. I I love to <laughs> I love the earth. I love birth. I think there's so many similarities in all of that. I'm fascinated, endlessly fascinated with the mysteries um of nature and of women and of, you know, the sort of women mysteries. Um, if that makes sense. I don't really Totally, know. it does. Yeah. yeah. And I think because we've had conversation uh, previously too, just about, you know, the history as well, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, how traditionally, you know, women were together for birthing uh, situations and then also just for celebrating. And I'm really trying to learn a lot about that as well and about the, the, the different um, celebrations, the different cultures, the different ways of uh, I guess expressing the divine feminine and that's definitely your forte is for with women yeah (laughs) no it it really is and it like even the 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 pregnancy classes that I teach it's also about the celebration of it I mean we live in an age of so much information that it's very easy to become fearful of of the process of pregnancy of birth Um, it's just information overload so it's also about stepping back and saying hey this is amazing what I'm doing Um, I'm gonna laugh about it I'm gonna like share with other women I want to know or or just explore it in in a way that's healthy and you know not have this undertone of fear like if something's gonna happen it's like there's this fear that lurks around the corner all the time with with pregnancy and birth and it's like well you know we need to be educated about these things but it's also I'm trying to bring back the the beauty Mm -hmm. and the the fun part like it can be an enjoyable very enjoyable time in a woman's life you're very in tune with things Yeah. And I think even going to the part where, you know, where you're becoming a woman, where those things are starting to change for you too, there is beauty in that as well if we stop and recognize it. Because I don't think we've been taught that, right? Right. It's like, oh, this is happening to me. Great. You know, and then for some, they don't even know what is happening because they haven't really learned it. I think now, you know, they learn a little bit more in school, Mm -hmm. but there's not the the celebrating part of it, you know, the, uh, because they used to have those rites of passages exactly yeah and I think if we were to really kind of take those moments and enjoy those moments more um and we would just be I think 
just more in tune with ourselves as well. Um, uh, more, more understanding about the process of things. Um, but I don't think we just kind of tap into that uh, natural instinct that's in us or that natural desire mm. really to, mm-hmm. to celebrate those things. Right. Right. Um, and I think that we have actually talked about that even too, about, you know, just, um, ancestrally about how those things have, you know, uh, been passed on or not passed on and where it's been broken and where we got to pick it up and fix it and, yeah. um, all of that stuff. Um, and I think everybody wants to be seen for mm-hmm. their process and what they're going through and acknowledged. It's, it's no easy feat being pregnant and bringing a human into this world. And so I think a lot of women identify with the classes that I teach because they're looking to have that sort of tribal community aspect to things that we just don't have in this modern day anymore. No, exactly. Because it is, it is such a celebration time. It's such a sacred time. Mm -hmm. And you don't get that when you're um, in that institutional type of birth situation, right? Right. We want it to be such an experience for us. We know what is happening here and what, you know, the the enormous kind of change that's about to to happen. But to be able to tap into that on a more spiritual level even, mm-hmm. I think would just make it even more beautiful. Yeah. I didn't get to have that myself personally, mm-hmm. even as much as I want. I kept thinking, oh, I want to have that gentle birth. You know, I want the lights dim. I want to have music. But I didn't get to have that, right? Because mm-hmm. I didn't know how to go about getting. But instinctively, that's what I wanted mm-hmm. for my child. I wanted them to come in that way. Mm-hmm. And um, I know, like, I can see why people would want to gravitate to you too, though, because it's the very first impression that you just radiate, you ooze nurturing, you ooze that comfort. And I can see why kind of, um, you know, coming and being guided with you Mm. would be such a beautiful process. Like I'm just kind of picturing it. If I could go back and have a do-over. Yeah. And yeah, and I, I know, and I'm older than you, but you are just, yeah, like you just want to you can take care of people is that feeling that you get being around you thank you that's very nice to hear (laughs) I um truthfully I never had this this is the class I wish was around when I was having my children when I was pregnant yeah and I it just blew my mind that all the classes that were out there were, were always focused on the birth and not the process itself and I think inherently and innately, we all know how to birth babies. I mean, mm-hmm. that's all—that's how we got here. Somewhere along the line, we were told we don't know how to do this and we need to take classes, which is ridiculous. So yeah, the, the sacred pregnancy classes focus on getting in tune with yourself and knowing, um, you know, and creating a practice within yourself so that, um, you know, you've, you've done some sort of inward journeying because Sometimes the blocks that come up in labor and in birth are actual emotional um, blockages. They're, sometimes a woman has to have a big cry in order to release something in her body. And then, oh, what do you know? She's progressed from five centimeters to seven centimeters. Hmm. You know, there's these inward obstacle courses that we kind of have to go through. And I think when you give yourself the opportunity and set yourself up in a sort of a pregnancy practice of committing to some time every day to do some deep breathing or, you know, try and connect with your baby, try and listen to maybe things that are trying to come through for you. Um, When it comes time to birth your babies or your baby, you you don't have to look outward. You you have everything you need in you and within you. And it's the sacred space is, is you, Mm -hmm. you are that. Mm -hmm. And it's stepping into that and realizing I'm everything that I need hip squeezes and and you know all of the ice packs and everything are wonderful and they're a great physical part of it but we are not just physical people we are multi-dimensional we we have spirits we are emotional we are mental like there's there's so many aspects to us that seem to get overlooked it's mm-hmm. just all about the physical right And each one being so unique too. We all experience and feel differently about things. So the process with you then, Mm -hmm. um, with, with the sacred pregnancy, so people can connect with you for like the classes, but Mm -hmm. you, you're also with them for like before, during, and then after Mm -hmm. as well. Like this is the services that you offer, right? And I can imagine how 
uh, emotional uh, and draining that can be on you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I know that you would probably be putting your whole self into that, like that whole experience and yeah. giving so much of yourself with it. Yeah, I've actually had to pump the brakes on how many births I can attend because I don't do anything half-assed mm-hmm. um, because I am whole wholly with that woman when she's going through the process of uh, labor and delivery. But yeah, I'm focusing a little bit more on um, the postpartum in that because I run a business here, I, I can't be uh, leaving a workshop to go attend a birth right away, you know? So at least with the postpartum work, I can kind of catch them on the other side of that, hopefully through classes and preparing them enough that they're going to have a good experience when it comes time to birth. And I can kind of catch them on the other end of that and, you know, help to build the bridge because it's like, it feels often that women birth their babies and it's like, see you later. I was just going to say the postpartum part I think is huge. Mm -hmm. And I think we'll be all of us women that have birth babies, we're going to deal with postpartum. Mm -hmm. Um, There's different variances with it, of course. Um, Some have, it's, it's like with everything with perimenopausal with menopause we all have different degrees with it but there's not a lot of resources and I actually remember a specific time when um, after one of my children I really had some serious postpartum like a lot of anxiety with it um, to the point of panic almost where I was so overwhelmed with the the need to protect Mm -hmm. and I and I and I recognized that okay this is like some hormone stuff happening here and readjusting but when I went to my doctor and explained it he gave me a number to call Mm -hmm. the number was out of service Mm -hmm. It was enough to like for some women, I, I I would say in those extreme situations to just make that phone call. Mm-hmm. And then where do you go after that? There's nothing. And then you're, you're just left alone with it. So tell me a little bit about what the postpartum plan that you have to offer. Well, the postpartum plan hopefully starts in pregnancy. It's about getting yourself prepared for life with a new human. You know, it's a big deal. Oh, yeah. It's a huge smack in the face. Like, oh, my God. Truly. It truly is. So I focus a lot on nutrition. Okay. Because it's one of these pillars that needs to be full or at least constantly replenished. um, Because whether we realize it or not, you're giving birth to your nutrition. Basically, when you have a baby, um, they, they take what they need to take nutritionally from you and if you're not actively working to replace what has been taken you know through literally building a baby or through breastfeeding um, you're gonna end up in a state of depletion and so you know I focus a lot on making sure they're eating a lot of healthy fats a lot of um, high quality proteins Um, this is where the herbal medicine aspect is so helpful you know just keeping the minerals and and the vitamins up in your body um, so yeah, I, I mean, even the sacred pregnancy classes, we talk a lot about nutrition and, and building that. Um, but, but an actual postpartum visit would um, be even just witnessing this woman and what she has gone through listening and hearing her story of, you know, debriefing what her birth looked like with this new baby. Um, it can be incredibly turbulent. I mean, and I speak from experience with that. I mean, my first child, I, I, I'm, I had, I don't, I was shocked. I had postpartum depression. I, I'm pretty sure I had um, PTSD. It was such a traumatic experience, and it wasn't until about six weeks after um, I had him home and with him that I feel like I almost snapped out of this fog and this state of like, what the hell was that? Mm-hmm. Like, is this the way we're bringing children into the world? And, it, you know, I, I still, like, my son's going to be 11 in May, and I still have a hard time looking at photos of that time just because I I felt so raw and so not heard and understood, and I wasn't getting what I needed. And and so, you know, I, I bring herbal, like, it depends on the which direction the birth went if it was a pretty smooth sailing birth it that's going to look a lot different than you know a woman who has had a cesarean birth mm-hmm. so i cater to the needs of that but um i cook food i um 
there's gentle massage. I bring all my herbal knowledge into that. Um, it's hearing them helping out with a newborn, helping with breastfeeding. Um, are you getting enough sleep? What do you need from mm-hmm. me? I see you. I essentially mother the mother so that the mother can take care of her new baby because mm-hmm. that's all the baby needs. The baby doesn't need anybody else but mom. Right. And so moms need to be mothered. And so I guess I kind of play that role and I'm that archetype of, because we don't live in this society of like tribal living and community, we're all in our separate houses, we're all connected through social media, but what is that? Right. Who's there to like hold your hand and say, hey, you just did something amazing. And, you know, maybe mentioning that postpartum hormones have been compared to drug withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Like it is, whoa, this is a big swing in hormones. And, and so saying, it's okay, I see you and what you're going through is normal. Or, you know, if I'm seeing some red flags, at least I can source out and, you know, connect with other resources where I feel maybe I'm not qualified or... Yeah. You know. Well, I think, yeah, there is that part afterwards. If I remember, you know, back when after I had my child each time too I've had three of them Mm -hmm. and I remember that that alone feeling Mm -hmm. even with people coming by and you know bringing food or what have you um and you know they want to hold the baby and stuff like that there was so much more though that I felt that I was missing as well Mm -hmm. and it's that also that comfort you you don't have that you don't have like the public health nurse would come once and you have a hundred and one questions and you're not really getting them answered and you need lots of reassurance you need lots of encouragement and I don't know if there's always a lot of people that um, know how to do that for a woman Mm -hmm. um, and know what they're needing and individually at that time too Mm -hmm. Um, and yes the the nutrition part of it the nursing part I mean how do you know if your baby's getting enough that was my big one how do I know maybe there's not you know enough there for them Um, there were so many different questions and I just felt so so alone and I think I think it's an isolating experience for many of us yes and and it's it can be terribly isolating and lonely and at a time where you know you want to show the world like look what I just made Mm -hmm. and you want to have someone to have your back in that you can relax a little bit and know that somebody's taking care of you that somebody has your best interest at heart and that okay I can relax you know I'm going to relax just a little bit more so that I can sleep and because I know somebody's looking out for me Mm -hmm. and so I'm, I'm I'm also just trying to get it out there that you know baby showers are great but what women really need is a meal train Mm-hmm. Um, they they need people to come in and maybe sweep their floors and take their garbage out for them so that mom can focus on replenishing herself and resting. And, you know, the, it's it's been compared to the first 40 days postpartum is a direct reflection of the health of yourself for the next 40 years. Hmm. So it is imperative to look after yourself. We, we give so much of ourselves as women. It's we do, yeah. And we can't take care of anybody. If we, we, We've been talking a lot about this. If we don't take care of ourselves first, mm-hmm. um, it's it's so, so important. And, um, and I think it's easy to lose that sight of that, especially if you have another young child at home or you just feel this enorming, enormous amount of responsibility to uh, just get the house clean, get the meals done, spending quality time with that young, the other younger sibling you have, uh, or sibling, child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the... The amount of responsibility, I think, is overwhelming. And when you have that new uh, that new baby, it's just like exploding mm-hmm. with that, like, again, that is just overwhelming. That's the only word that you can use for it, I think. It is something it's so hard to prepare for, really. Well, and the you full don't emotion. know what you don't know. Yes. You know, going into it, it's like I had no idea. I was like hit by a truck after (laughs) having my son of just like, how did I not know this? Yeah. Like how could nobody have told me how difficult it was going to be to breastfeed so often? Yes. Like, oh my gosh, yes. It's not just like a couple times a day. It's like... (laughs) Constant. I, I just I was naive and I didn't realize and I thought that I was prepared yeah and I had no clue yeah so yeah I 
I want there to be conversation around the realities that some women can face, especially ones that have had very, you know, medicalized births that need a lot of care in their postpartum. You know, yeah. you're with, withdrawing from um, pharmaceutical drugs that help you, and there's a place for those. But, you know, there's... <laughs> And then just the recovery from the trauma itself. Absolutely. Um, and, and the degrees of it as well. My first one as well was like, I didn't know if I was ever going to be normal again. Mm-hmm. And nobody was telling me, you know, how I was going to recover from that. I did not have that reassurance. I really thought I was damaged goods now. Yeah. And then each pregnancy and each delivery and each after uh, part was so different. Mm. So just when you think, you know, and you think you're prepared, you just get thrown aside. He's like, my last one was with nursing. He was attached to me 24 seven. Mm-hmm. He just used me as a pacifier. Yeah. And I didn't realize what was happening I was like this baby is so hungry all the time and I can't keep up mm-hmm. and it was draining and exhausting and yeah and then I had two others mm-hmm. and oh my gosh unbelievable well, and it's it's setting yourself up for severe adrenal fatigue yes you know and and that's what I experienced because okay second time around this is my second baby I know what I'm doing now mm-hmm. well no no, I thought I had to like hit the floor running because now I not only have a newborn, I have a toddler as well. So there's no time to sit around and rest. Mm-hmm. Like I need to be up and doing this. And that was the worst thing that I could have done. I I was so on that I couldn't fall asleep. So, you know, I was always anticipating, okay, I'm going to hear crying right away. Anyways, I, I ended up losing hair like you know there's a certain amount of hair that you lose naturally after you have babies but I was just like not sleeping so much that I I was like wasting away because I thought you can't rest like what does it mean to be a mother in the 21st century now like you have to bounce back you have to do this you have to do that it's like that is such crap Mm -hmm. like let's reframe this (laughs) Let's take a look at this. What is this very vulnerable peace season in a woman's life? Mm -hmm. It's really delicate. Yeah. It's really delicate. And we, you know, we see the the images on social media too where... I mean, again, we have to remind people. People mm-hmm. want to show the best moments. Yeah. You're not hearing and seeing the whole picture here that goes on because it's easy to start comparing to, and it's like, oh my gosh, and, and feeling inadequate in yeah. that as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that is a really difficult one, I think. Um, I, I also wanted to ask about uh, placenta, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you uh, if you do anything with the placenta. I mean, I. I was always kind of like, ooh, I don't know about that. But the more I think about it, like I always thought, oh, it'd be nice to plant it and mm-hmm. kind of give that back to Mother Earth, you know, kind yeah. of a uh, thing. But what are the benefits of of that? Well, I mean, placenta encapsulation or placenta, yes. like ingesting the placenta yes. has been around, like that's 10,000 years of Chinese medicine that's been happening. And most mammals consume the placenta. It is chock full of minerals. It's It was seen as like... Um, like even many mammals now eat the placenta because it's it's such a nutrient dense meal and so it helps with um, preventing postpartum depression it helps with the hormone regulation you know it's I mean some people actually will put it in a smoothie and blend it up and drink it that's pretty um, well I'm not gonna say you know some people can do that That's, that's not for me I actually never ingested my placenta we kept it and my mother-in-law who's passed away she bought us a uh, apple tree when we moved into our home and my daughter's placenta went under that apple tree and it is just growing and blossoming like you wouldn't believe but I I think honoring that I mean that's that's the that's the galactic womb that's where we that's the connection to source almost we're we're very disconnected I Mm -hmm. think from the primal we we were animals we're human animals and there is something to be said for a placenta that sustains and keeps a human life. The folklore around the placenta is amazing too. It's said to be the twin. It's where the soul is held until the baby comes in. Um, you know, there's so much wonderful amazing stories about the placenta and I think that's the stuff I would love to be hearing more about is that folklore of it and and you and I have had that in common too where we enjoy that 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 Celtic uh, 
uh, history and folklore and story and song and all of that. Yeah. And the connection with nature going back to that as well. And I love the, I'm just visualizing this too, like how wonderful of a celebration, mm-hmm. um, you know, planting that placenta with and, and growing something from it again, mm-hmm. right, basically? Mm-hmm. Well, if you look at where um, an umbilical cord goes into the placenta, I mean, there's beautiful images out there, but it looks like the tree of life. It's where we all come from. Hmm. And so just to honor it, you don't have to ingest it. But you know what? Maybe saying a kudos to it, it it's an amazing organ. Yeah. I mean, it's an organ that is born to sustain a human life and then it dies and it asks for nothing in return. Yeah, It's pretty incredible. Yeah, no we kidding. don't give any sort of thanks to these sorts of things, but that is sacred. Yeah, That's incredible. Yeah, there's no other organ that does that. But see, we're not taught that. No, right? We're not. Nobody's taught. No, we didn't learn that in health class. No, right? Absolutely. It, so, it, it, and when you stop and think about it like that, mm-hmm. it's like uh, what I was just saying to you earlier. It's like, Allison, why am I getting a reaction from this picture or this? <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like there's something in us that knows, mm. and it, sometimes it takes that other person to come and say, "Here's why, probably. You yeah. know, here's what it's kind of symbolizing, or what have you." Sometimes we just don't know, but we know. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. We know, but we don't know. Yeah, we know on a very <laughs> deep level. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, so do you do encapsulation here? Like, I don't do encapsulation. There are people who do that I work with that okay. I'll um, source that out too. Huh. But yeah, lo- it's becoming very popular. Yeah. There is so many births that I've been to where it's save the placenta because <laughs> they're going to encapsulate it or at the very least they're going to go and plant a tree. And just the act of digging this and giving it back to the earth, digging yeah. out the earth and putting it back into the earth. I think there's some really good karma in that. Oh, I think so too. I just, I, I think that's a beautiful thing to do. And I wish, like now I'm like wishing I could have a do-over on some, <laughs> like all of those things. Like I'm not having any more babies, but yeah. I want to pass that on. Like, yeah. you know, that is just, I think it kind of helps you in the whole process of going through it too. When you see it symbolically, like when you have these ceremonial type things, it it just helps make the experience that much more of an experience yeah right well it's just so grand then yeah yeah and and let's get honest I mean birth is blood yeah and it's it's tears and it's sweat it's hard work yeah it's not it's all not pretty well yeah <laughs> all the time and, and like don't be afraid to look at the the other side of the coin mm-hmm. because there's beauty in all of that so yeah it's sweat and blood and everything you can imagine and that's how we all get here Mm -hmm. so if you don't want to if you're cringing your nose thinking how could I ever want to even touch that well maybe you need to question that you know Mm -hmm. yeah definitely where we all come from totally yeah totally and so and then you have some healing practices uh, as well that's all part of it Mm -hmm. Uh, whether it's uh, from the trauma or just the healing of birth itself Mm -hmm. and and the self-care and I love that and then I guess that's kind of led into uh the herbalism part of things right and Mm -hmm. now you're actually you know have some products that uh and you gifted me one of these products and I I love the whole I want you to talk a little bit about that too even just the ritual of when you explained to me about putting this oil on and Mm -hmm. what that does talk a little bit about that sure well um I, I have a couple acres outside of the city that I live on with my family and I've always, my, my mom always had a garden growing up and I loved, I just, it's where, you know, I remember being a kid and being in her garden and the sun shining on me and I remember closing my eyes and just kind of having this feeling of being in touch with God, mm-hmm. whatever God was. I didn't know what God was, source. I was just connected and I always um, I always remember stuff like that. I remember being in the garden and I'm a highly sensitive human. So my nervous system gets frazzled really easy. So I got to be aware of my environments and where I'm spending time. And the garden just always recalibrates me. And it's where I've had some of my most spiritual moments in my entire life where Nothing has happened except I'm standing there and I'm brought to tears because of the profound spirit that I feel just being around plants and realizing that they're conscious and that I'm working with these plants and they I'm kind of just this channel to get these plants to the people who need them. And so 
I, I guess I just decided that I was just going to go for it and try and, you know, make some of these products of my own. I mean, they're, I love my garden and it's, it's a high vibrational, good energy place. So to be able to, you know, harvest the medicine of those plants and, um, make products for people to use is is a gift and I get really excited about it so I know that I must be kind of on the right track with that but even the body oils like I gifted you that calendula oil and um, I mean the whole act of body oiling which is a, a very underused way of using plant medicine is also extremely safe it's got a high safety profile because you're not ingesting it but calendula is a very safe herb anyways but so you're getting this this whole plant profile in body oil and you know we forget that our skin is a wonderful way uh it's very absorbent and it you know it's it's an organ that takes in medicine so the act of plant medicine in a base of fat which i usually like for the body oils i'll use avocado oil um your body is just absorbing that plant medicine it's going directly into grounding and nourishing your nervous system you're, you're learning the landscape of your body i think so often like I, I i have four friends right now under 40 that have breast cancer four yeah, like what is that yeah, yeah four friends under 40 so this blows my mind so even the act of body oiling feeling and sending love to your breasts because so often our breasts are either used for uh, sexual play or for breastfeeding when are they for us mm-hmm. you know so starting at the at your neck and working your way down and showing love to your body all the way down wherever you can reach I mean that alone has changed my life and I get so excited about it because I'm like holy crap you guys everybody needs to be doing this mm-hmm. because um and not feeling with the worry of finding something exactly it's, yes but if you did find some if you did find a little um bump or something in your breast it would be very new because you know that wasn't there exactly yesterday or like what is that and and so understanding and learning your body and uh yeah it's I mean I I get so excited it's if I could spend all my time trying to develop and work on products um I I feel like that's what gets me the most excited these days just being a, a channel to get herbal medicine onto people yeah like it's so underutilized and a beautiful way to connect with nature because we are a deficit in nature most of us Mm -hmm. um so how do we get back to that well like I've been wearing it right yeah (laughs) and and it almost feels like I have this etheric boundary um this shield like I've been doing it on the daily for almost seven months now and um I don't feel like I say I'm a highly sensitive person so I feel a lot and it doesn't mean that I'm overly emotional it means that I have a very um, active nervous system so at any given moment when you and I are sitting here talking I'm taking in so much more of the picture than the average or the person or people that don't have highly sensitive nervous systems Mm -hmm. so this has been a game changer for me and for anyone that knows me um knows that in you know the last six months i've really kind of came out of my shell and just being like wow maybe the world isn't as scary as i perceived it to be just because i've i've put this buffer in between me and the world and it's plant medicine mm-hmm. it's it's been amazing well it's just you know I think your authentic self right and living your authentic self and doing what you love and these are all the things that um, I've been talking to so many people about and when you finally come full circle like that mm-hmm. and you realize yeah this is my place this is what I'm supposed to be doing mm-hmm. it's so hard not to be joyous about that it's yeah. so hard not to want to tell everybody about it yeah um it's like I found my place I found my thing Mm -hmm. I got my groove going on here yeah and I think what you everything that you do is just beautiful I I could sit and listen to you talk because again you have that nurturing quality and I just got to experience that in one of the uh the ritual sessions sessions the spring equinox oh yeah, yeah that with Sam there yeah and you know just moved me just move me. Um, I just got to stop for a second and actually reflect back on that because Mm -hmm. that was my first time Mm -hmm. having that type of group experience. Mm -hmm. And 
again, I am sensitive as well um, to the different energies and I can easily feel when it's good mm-hmm. or when it's not. Yeah. I immediately, when you have people coming together with that same intention, that vibration of energy yeah. is just so huge. Like I've got goosebumps just even, you know, thinking about it. And then adding in these rituals, the one that probably moved me the most was when you passed around the salts and everybody added something mm. to it. Yeah. And some people were adding things that were, you know, even from past experience in groups. So again, more energy going into that. And then, you know, the idea afterwards of taking some home with you mm-hmm. to later, what was it that Sam said? Something about being held. Being held. Yeah. That one just... I was like, oh my gosh, yes, because of all of that that we all just collectively inputted. Yeah. There's such power in that. And I thought it was the most beautiful, beautiful experience. I encourage everybody to try this out and I want to do more of it Mm. because that, my day after that, it was like, I felt so light, so, um, where I should have been and on just on this lovely path of, of, you know, learning and, and growing and it's something we never stop doing. Yeah. But it was profound for me. Well, that's wonderful to hear. And thank you for the feedback. I think that, um, taking the time to pause and acknowledge, especially on, um, days like equinoxes and solstices, those were dates that our ancestors celebrated like all around the world, no matter where you're from. Those were, Um, the times that were celebrated and when we stop and pause and reflect and kind of take a look at where we are on on the spiral of life it just it's it's a good check-in and a reminder that we're a part of something much bigger it's very easy to scrutinize and get lost in the micro of our days and you know narrow in on our problems but it's also good to you know, take a break and relax and yeah, and just realize it's like, oh yeah, wait, wait a minute. We're floating on like this water planet through space mm-hmm. and like here we are, the the days and nights are balanced again. What is this all for? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's good to check in. When did that all fall away? Like you said, like that was like really celebrated, yeah. in, you know, by our answers. Like, did we just get so darn busy? Like, what happened? Well, I mean, I'm probably not qualified to talk about the (laughs) whole... No, I think you are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, just the calendars were introduced Mm. and um, money. Mm. People wanted uh, to be paid. So, you know, they they had to make these systems to, I don't know, for the world to get their bills paid. Yeah, the world is one big business. I know that. And I want to... I want to like stop thinking that way and I want other people to stop thinking that way and get back to these old uh, sacred traditions because I think that it really is what helps ground us, what really helps us uh, get clarification in our lives, Mm -hmm. what helps us really appreciate um, to have that gratitude feeling Yeah. um, because I think that's something too that you have to, it becomes a practice, right? Yeah. When you have gratitude in your life, I think that's what I think I had most in that moment too. Yeah. I had so much gratitude for all of these people that Mm. were, like, it just filled me. And so if we can stop and and have those moments of gratitude every day, ideally, um, you know, whether it is for the, the sun, for these things that we just take for granted. Yeah. Right? Well, and in a place like Winnipeg, we have very distinct seasons. Yes. And it's, you can't, but you can't help but feel rising energy when we're coming into spring, you know, and the days are getting lighter because we experience such darkness here mm-hmm. and, and like everybody's excited and oh, they've oh, got yeah, their lighter happy. jackets on yep. and it's like, well, yeah, let's, let's, you know, speak to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if we were to learn about, you know, eating with the seasons yeah. and, and following that, I think we'd be much healthier all around. Yeah. Right. Uh, like there is something to be said about how far your food has traveled um, and, and, and what we're supposed to go through in those cycles. Right. In winter, we're supposed to be more dormant. We're supposed to be gathering. We're supposed to be resting. Absolutely. Uh, and then, you know, kind of going with the, the seasons. And then I think there was something even that you had mentioned too about when you're following that type of a calendar 
it doesn't seem, they don't seem so long either because you're so prepared and you're doing things. You're really in the moment yeah. more than, wouldn't you say? Truly. Yeah. I mean, the, this winter, this past winter, um, it was, as we know, very harsh, but it seemed more manageable because looking at the Celtic calendar is like, well, we're only six weeks until the next notch, mm-hmm. you know, and then we're further along in the cycle. And it just, it seemed a lot more, yeah, in the moment. And then not like, oh my gosh, there's four months left of mm-hmm. this. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, maybe, but you know, the light is going to be changing because we know we're here. I don't know. I just, I yeah. appreciate those types of things. Well, I think you have to, you know, if you, if you choose to live in a, in a place like Manitoba, yeah. where we experience all those seasons, which I personally love. Me too. I love the changes because I love change, period. Yeah. But I like having to be able to go through those cycles. It's like, yeah, okay, you know what? I'm going to get cozy in the winter mm-hmm. and I'm going to do a lot of reading in the winter. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of can plan your life, right? I'm going to be more active in biking and what have you in the summer. Yeah. But, and I think it's the same as with the rest of your life and everything you're doing. Well, again, with what you're eating, all of those things too. Absolutely. Yes. Um, I really want to definitely learn more about your oils and that. And so are you teaching anything with that? Yeah, I, I've been doing um, with my business partner here. We've done some wor- uh, workshops on like anxiety. We've done, um, you know, on how herbs um, and oils, plant medicines can assist you. Um, holistic strategies for dealing with things like anxiety. Um, we ran one on empaths and highly sensitive people um, because, you know, we can sound really woo-woo, like, wow, we feel a lot and there's these vibrations and these energies and maybe to some people that sounds crazy, but for those people who are empaths and highly sensitive, it is not crazy. It's mm-hmm. a it's a reality for people who can be in a room and completely absorb the, the energy. It can be overwhelming. How are we dealing with this? Nobody's talking about this or it's being talked about more, but like, what are some things we can do? Yeah. You know, on a more natural level. Yeah. 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 And I'm all about exhausting all of the natural resources Absolutely. that are available to us instead of just going to that go to take a pill. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. There's many other things that we can be trying. And and I think there's many people that would rather go that route. They just don't know where to go. So that's why I want to talk about that. And anxiety is a huge one. I think all of us can say we've experienced anxiety to different degrees. And so I know it's something that's relatable, but it's sometimes, again, another one of those things where you, you can feel very alone in it too. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we were like, Oh, I don't know. We kind of felt like we're putting our neck out there of like, is this something that people would want? But we had such a great response and the class sold out and we had like the class itself was incredible and so supportive. And it's like, okay, people want to talk about what their experiences with anxiety is. Like, it's 2019, and this is a crazy world we're living in. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we all experience anxiety to some degree or another, but some of us really feel anxiety. And, um, you know, pharmaceuticals may be an option for some people, but yes, what can we do? What can we try instead of that? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, maybe it's, it's not a an option for you to take pharmaceuticals but there is lots of things that we can do and and actually even just speaking it and talking about it and sharing it with people um we found that it's like oh that's a great idea i never thought of that mm-hmm. and you know we've okay so now you have some new tools in your toolkit where you can okay i'm feeling anxious what can i do about that okay i remember we talked about this and this you know mm-hmm. so giving people options and letting them know that they're not alone um yeah, I was just going to say, like, when you come together again like that, you don't feel so alone. Mm-hmm. And you don't feel so, I'm the only one that maybe felt this way. Uh, there's like, oh, you get it. You get it. You get me. You understand. And I think that that's it. When when you feel understood and heard and accepted yeah. and um, normal. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I am normal. Like, yeah. It's okay to have this. Yeah. It's not always going to be great. And we're going to have... And I think it makes you more accepting of other people too. Yeah. You know, so whether, you know, you have mild cases of it, you're going to be much more understanding, empathetic um, to other people that are also having those experiences. Compassionate. Yeah. Yeah. We need much, much, much more of that in the world too, right? Yeah. That compassion. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And there's something to be said for gathering in circles. Mm-hmm. Um 
you know, and that's kind of the way we set up our workshops is that it's like we're all equals here. Um, whenever we do uh, any kind of workshop or whenever I'm teaching, we always try and have it in a circle just because it's like, well, I'm going to lead this, but it's we're all teaching here. We're mm-hmm. all just here to learn. And uh, yeah, and kind of set up in that way. And we learn so much from each other that I think even if you are the one facilitating it, I know even with my own business, you know, and having the green store, I've learned so much because there are those times where you do, you have that imposter syndrome and you feel like, okay, who am I to be teaching this or whatever, but we're learning together and from each other Mm -hmm. and it's all for the benefit. I mean, and when that's your intention just to help others and maybe you don't have all the answers or maybe you don't have all the tools, but you're going to slowly start to gather them, right? And it will just kind of organically grow on its own. But when that intention is there... I, I just feel like that is just truth and that is just um, what what we need. So the more that we share, the more that we come together, the more that we are open to that, uh, the better for everybody. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree with all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I often you know, embarking on this journey of opening up a store and, or, you know, a space to facilitate these sorts of things. It was like, who do I think I am Mm -hmm. doing this? And at what point are we ever qualified? Um, You know, we never know enough. And I just kind of said to myself one day, like, shut up with this story that's going around in your head because I know that there's a need for this and I know that there's people who want this so at the very least I'm gonna give it two years this is how long my lease is and I'm gonna see what happens and it's been so overwhelmingly like such a great response and I've had so much great feedback of just um trying something different Mm -hmm. and you know I I genuinely want to help people and that's why you're qualified. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That yeah. is where all you need um, is in that validation for it is just knowing what your intention is. Yeah. It is felt and it makes you qualified because we're never going to be 100% perfect in everything we're doing. Mm-hmm. But again, it's just all about that intention. I really, truly believe that. And I want to encourage everybody that has that in them, you know, that passion to do something that they absolutely love Mm -hmm. and that they, and when the intention is just to help people and to make the world a better place, Mm -hmm. um, I just say, go for it, do it because it's going to be so well received. It's just going to be like magic. Yeah. You're just sprinkling magic. Okay, Allison, you're sprinkling (laughs) magic. Honestly. Thank you. I could just like, I I would just want to sit in the same room with you. Like just to watch you do it because you can feel it. I'm not even joking when I say this to you because I I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit with that. You have just this amazing uh, calmness and um, just this beauty that just comes through. Like where you're, it's like a big hug. Aww. That's the word for it. It's Thank a humongous you. hug. Oh. Of that warmth makes me and love. feel great. Thank you so much. Yeah. So what are your, what are your next plans here? My next plans. That's a great question. Um, I'm actually looking, I try and plan three months ahead, um, get my calendar full, but I'm finishing up uh, the last five classes of sacred pregnancy. Um, I'm going to do another anxiety workshop in May. I've got a couple births that I'm going to be on call for. I'm doing a pop-up here with a couple other girlfriends. Um, Well, Samantha, she does the Akasha greetings and intentional jewelry. Um, My friend Tara, she's going to bring a bunch of her vintage clothes. I'll have all my herbal stuff here. And my friend Eliana, her uh, space is just down the hall there. And so she does professional photography. Amazing photography. Yeah, Yeah, incredible. So um, mostly it's just... See, this is where I can't lose because if nobody shows up, I'm just hanging with four, yeah, three of my yeah. girlfriends <laughs> and, you know, we're having a good time. So I like to set myself up for success that way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it's win-win. Yeah. But um, it's also coming into garden season. So my other office, I will, uh, you know, be in my garden and planting seeds and birthing uh, I also like to think of myself as a plant doula yeah, and, you know, bring these plants into the world to grow and learn from them. They're my probably other than my kids, some of my greatest teachers, Yeah, um, just to sit with them. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like they get me. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I, they just get me. I just like sitting with them and 
I take care of them and nurture them and in return they do the same for me yeah on so many levels yeah so uh, I think it's all so beautiful um so do you have a website that people can like check out and, and find all the info and sign up for whatever it is they're interested in yeah it's Allison Richie a-l-i-s-o-n Richie dot com. And uh, I post a lot of my stuff on Instagram or my Facebook page. The Facebook page is Allison Richie Business. And um, my Instagram is this underscore grand underscore voyage. Right. Because that's what this is, baby. Yes. yes. It's just I a grand voyage. It, yeah, the grand voyage. <laughs> like, where did that come from? A eh? grand voyage hurdles. And that is really what uh, your whole mindset is. Yeah, it, it actually came. I was looking up my Scottish heritage and uh, came across a crest and it's of these two lions um and it, i forget what the uh the plant was in front of it but it, it just kind of you know where you have these like deja vu moments where i was like oh that's it and it was like oh this is just a grand voyage like i'm just i'm just here for a minute in this on this planet and then i'm going to be gone doing something else so like let's make it the best this is just a ride mm-hmm. this is just just a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of where it came from. And I, it was the only thing that kind of stuck where I was like, well, it's, it's different, but yeah, that's what this is. It's a grand voyage and my life and your life is a grand voyage. And I just, I love it all. I love the darkness. I love the, the joy. I love the full spectrum of the human experience. I don't think tucking away the bad stuff is the way to do it. I think you just got to walk through all of it with your head held high and your shoulders back and just this is life. Yeah. And enjoy it. And gifts come in all sorts of packages and Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It is a journey and it can be a beautiful journey and it can be an ugly journey and it could be all those things. Mm-hmm. But the ugly helps us move into the beautiful. So yeah. we need them both. Right. Totally. Yeah. And um, yeah, I can totally see how this is a grand voyage for you. And I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Um, I, I love seeing when people find their find their thing, find mm. their groove and, and do what is just natural to them mm-hmm. and uh, what they're true desire um is to see it come to fruitation and uh yeah it's it's amazing how the whole garden and the whole birth and that they really are one in the same they are yeah yeah Yeah. i know it's funny i started my seeds a couple of my uh, seed trays the other day and it's like we all kind of just need the same thing we need to be cared for and watered and looked after and we'll bloom Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a perfect way to end there too, because yeah. we, I always want to just remind everybody, keep growing, keep blooming and, uh, and be happy everyone. And be sure to check out Allison uh, and her Grand Voyage Herbals. And thank you, Allison, for this lovely moment. Oh, thank you. I adore you. And thank you so much for the opportunity. Okay. We'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.